Welcome to the Penrith Tea Rooms podcast with your hosts, Matthew Bainbridge and Andrew Elliott. Recorded at the Lonsdale Alhambra Cinema, Penrith. Hello and welcome to the Penrith Tea Rooms podcast. Um, just me on my own again. Just um, I, I, with good reason. I, so last night, for me, for me, last night, I don't know when this is going to go, but last night for me, I watched Doctor Sleep. Now, Doctor Sleep is a film that um, I've been excited for because I'm huge, huge fan of the The Shining, um, I, I, and the the prospect of doing this, them doing this this sequel was was fascinating because famously, Stephen King hates Stanley Kubrick's. Um, Work on The Shining, um, and I was and, and I was thinking, well, I don't know, I don't know how the hell this is going to work because Doctor Sleep, the the book, I'm, I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background. My dog is breathing very heavily, um, but she's cute. <laughs> so uh, he uh, Stephen King does not like Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, uh, and Stephen King has written Doctor Sleep, wrote the book. It's a it's a literary sequel to his literary classic The Shining and now Mike Flanagan a man who has all of Stephen King's praises has, has, has come about and had the unenviable task really of trying to make a film that Warner Brothers obviously want a sequel to Kubrick's Shining Stephen King wants an adaption of his book that is true and Stephen King's Writing has has in no way is in no way going to acknowledge Kubrick's film, so Mike Flanagan has to deal with Shining, the original novel, Doctor Sleep, this new novel, and uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and I I kept I I was thinking this is going to be impossible because they're not going to gel, they're not going to gel at all. So, I watched I watched the film last night. Watched it with an audience, and um, it's two and a half hours long. So that was putting me off a little, but I thought, no, I'm I'm going to do it. And somebody else wanted to watch it, and I said, well, if you if you're going to watch it, I'll watch it with you. And, and that and and then because they were not sure as well, so we we both sort of egged each other on to watch it. Now we both absolutely loved it absolutely loved it and this is why i'm i'm doing this podcast now on my own because i don't want i don't want time to sort of fade my opinion on this um i felt i felt like i shouldn't like it there there was elements in there that i felt I, i ordinarily wouldn't enjoy but but to hell with that I thought it was excellent I I was really hit by it emotionally there's a lot of very tender moments and because of its two and a half hour runtime, it, it it gives you these quiet little moments to introduce characters and, and characters are likeable and then when bad things start to happen I really really felt for for what were in some cases minor characters, but but I'd been 
shown them and their lives and given the time. So I thought it was just superb. And it feels, for the most part, it does feel like a Stephen King adaption in the, the truest sense. So by that extent, it also didn't feel like a sequel to The Shining. And I was thinking, is that a negative or a positive? And I think I think it's it's um it is a positive. Because Mike Flanagan has has he's not just made this carbon copy. Now, to be fair, there are scenes that are obviously very Kubrick's Shining centric. Uh, you you can't get away from that. But for the most part, it felt like something different. Um, it it felt like it didn't all the time necessarily have to even be related to The Shining. Um, oh God, it was just, it was just so wonderful. I just wanted to, I wanted to keep watching, and it remind it reminded me of this this thing I'm constantly annoyed about that, obviously Stephen King has linked the bulk of his novels but all the stories belong to different studios it it's like if St- it's like Stephen King it, it being Marvel and and he's sold off the rights to books left right and center rather than focusing on one area um and then, and then weirdly uh, this is Warner Brothers and some obviously Marvel's uh counterpart being DC and I I'm not sure how this came about but Warner Brothers own almost every single DC character, so they they've all got that under one man. It's it's mad that DC couldn't pull together a better fucking shared universe than Marvel, who've had to fight and strive and make deals all over the place, has managed it. But anyway, we're not talking about that. Um, so you and McGregor, I'm not a fan. And I'm not sure why I'm not a fan. Because he's constantly in stuff that reminds me he is actually a really good actor. So I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just a cunt. Maybe I'm just not prepared to give him a chance. <laughs> but I but I thought he was I thought he was absolutely superb. Really fucking well cast. And, and, and early days I was like, oh, you and McGregor? Why have they why have they chose him? But no, I totally get it. I totally get it. He's perfect, um, and there are. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's, this is conscious or not. But there are moments. There are lines of dialogue. There are looks he gives where he has Nicholson elements, which is which is great because he's obviously this kid is obviously he's obviously supposed to be Jack Nicholson's character's son, so he's gonna grow up with elements of of Jack Nicholson. And I'd like to say I don't know if this is conscious or not. It must be, but there's there's elements in the in the accent, in the performance. There's just little bits of Nicholson there. It, great, great choices. But it's not overblown. It, it's not it's not right in your face. It's just a little bit. And maybe I'm looking for it more because I want it to be there. But um, superb, superb choices from you and McGregor. Um, I won't go much into Rebecca Ferguson, but um, she's she's compelling. She grabs the screen 
and I, 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 I didn't want her to let go, and she doesn't want to let go, and she's just mesmerizing to watch, which is also very much part of her characteristic as well. Um, the, the, um, it, everyone is littered, littered with personality in this film. There's no, there, there's no sense of. Ah, oh, this character's a villain, so we're just making this two-dimensional thing. There's, there's so, there's so much detail gone into all the different characters, most of them, most of the different characters, that it just made me, it made me care, made me care about everybody. This is just a movie that that made me care. Um, Mike Flanagan is a, an amazing director. He, he's, he's responsible for um, the Stephen King adaption, Gerald's Game. Um, he did a, a film called Hush about a um, uh, it's like a, it's like a home invasion film. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's absolutely fantastic. It's short as well. Quite t- quite a taut little film. There's a film called Before I Wake, which is sort of a it, it is a horror, but it's sort of like a, a sort of sort of a, a, a fantasy thriller. Um, uh, that that's really good. That's also on Netflix. Um, he most famously for Netflix has done the the Haunting of Hill House. Which, that is powerful. That is a powerful fucking series with with grip. Just grabs you and drags you along. And God, it's scary. So fucking good. He he also made a a horror film with Karen Gillan called Oculus. Which I haven't seen, actually. Um, I'm going to get onto that. And um, he also... So there's there's a two-movie franchise called Ouija. Um, And Ouija's like an enormous flop. Just a bad film. And then, uh, inexplicably, for the sequel, they actually made a prequel. And it's called Ouija uh, Origin of Evil. And Mike Flanagan directs that. And it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. But it's a film that I don't think people will give much attention to. Because of its connections to to, to Ouija. Um, Yeah. Seriously. Fucking check out Origin of Evil. It, 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 oh, god, my god, the final shot before the credits. Fucking terrifying. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I was shocked. And, and, and you know, nobody nobody ever really talks about it, so maybe not many people have watched it, but I only watched it because I was going through a Mike Flanagan binge last year, and, uh, god, I, I had no, no regrets. No regrets at all. Um, so another great thing with, with Doctor Sleep is there are flashbacks. And rather than just using the original footage from The Shining, they they reshoot it because uh, there's scenes that, that that aren't in the um, that aren't from The Shining, but are around that time. So they've had to recast the actors. Now no one's de-aged. There's no CGI smoothing of the face. They've just chosen actors who inexplicably are just right for the roles. Like like the, the, the woman they've got playing Wendy Torrance, I forget the actress's name, but fucking hell, the, her appearance, like I went on her IMDb and she doesn't look necessarily like her, but in the film, it, it's, it's absolutely, it, it's almost distracting how perfect she is to look at. And then on top of that, the voice. Oh my god! I, I mean, I, I wonder if Shelley Duvall dubbed her. I don't know. Probably not. That seems very unlikely. 
she's so fucking good. And then um, uh, uh, Scatman Carruthers' character from The Shining, Mr. Halloran. So he um, he's now played by Carl Lumley, who, um, for, for DC animated fans, he's the uh, voice of Jean Jean's Martian Manhunter in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, and in the Supergirl series, he's Jean Jean's dad. So, um, oh, and he's also um, one of the Rastafarian aliens in uh, Buckaroo Banzai. So yeah, Carl Lumley plays that character, and I, it's it's perfect. I said to my wife, I came home and I said, right, Scatman Crovers, Dick Holleran. If you can't have Scatman Crovers, who who would it be? And and Tracy was Tracy had a little thing, and she said, and she, said, oh the um, the guy, John Jones's dad, and I was like, yep, yeah, that's exactly who they've got. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Perfect casting. Oh, I can't. I, I'm I'm just so buzzed by this 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 film. I I want to I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again quickly. Um, but but two and a half hours that is going to be a struggle. But the 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 personality that comes across in this film is is strong. Um, oh, I just. Look, you can hear, you can hear how much I loved it, and I'm not, I'm not up for debating anything. I don't. If someone watches it and they hate it, fine. I, I, I to be honest, like I said, I get it. I felt like I felt like I should have hated it. I just didn't. So, I'm, I'm not up for debating. I'm not up for changing, trying to change anyone's mind on it or anything like that. Um, I just, I got such a wonderful wonderful film experience from it ah yeah yeah i i I, so yeah i i I just i just had to i just had to come and podcast and and say i think dr sleep is an absolute fucking winner and um it will definitely be in my top 10 at the end of the year i i just just wonderful absolutely wonderful um Go give it a shot. On or having said that, I haven't read the book. This is in no way me giving you a comparison between this, uh, the, the book and this film. I couldn't possibly say I haven't read it, but I have read the The Shining, so I know what's missing from the Kubrick version, and I know what has been added into this to to try and appease everybody. So yeah, I, I just I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'd be interested to know anyone who loves the book. I'd be interested to know what they think because um, I don't. I, just, I don't have that comparison. Anyway, well, that's that's all. Just a short one. Just Doctor Sleep. As I as I uh, as I say, I just had to say something. So, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, next time I podcast, Matt will be back with me. Um, oh, and if you haven't watched Cinephobia yet. Um, Cinephobia is on the Tea Rooms page. You can you can watch Cinephobia. Um, uh, that's on Facebook and it's on YouTube. Um, well, it's on. Sorry, the the film itself is on YouTube. The file is massive. I couldn't put it on on directly to Facebook. Um, and if you've watched it already, watch it again. I think there's 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 probably more things to enjoy in a second viewing. And it's just a fucking stupid, entertaining film. So yes, I hope. Um, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed that film over Halloween 
and will continue to enjoy it more so. Right, Matt. Hopefully Matt will be back with me next week. Talking to myself is like, it's just insane. And the dog's looking at me like, like, it's like, like she's my audience. Oh no, she's going back to sleep. Right, okay. Bye.